then now we're living in a post-turtle world 2020. A little heavy, boys. A little heavy on the throw there. Almost took it out a window. Perfect. Yeah. Oh. In the hot seat, ready to rock. Yep. Post-turtle death because we don't got straws. Oh. Are we doing a podcast or are we doing music? <laughs> What's going on today? Are we going to do that? Hold on, hold on. I'm mid-prayer. Jesus. Is your phone on silent? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just said a prayer for you. I just said a prayer for the entire listening audience of Perfect. the of the Gingerly Ignorant podcast. <laughs> this is the special. Do you ever feel like we should have named it Ignorantly Ginger? Yeah, because you can flip the two things, and I was thinking about that this the whole time too, just because uh, that's like you came up with the name. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. By I, the way, it was the first option. I thought of. Oh, By really? the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't run through oh, a yeah, one yeah. of them, nothing. It was just, that yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah, usually it's like with music. When you're making a demo, you want sometimes the energy of the demo is yeah. is that shit, and then you just want to run with it, and then you do. Yeah. And then, you know, Usain Bolt, Terry Fox, you harness the power of the great runners of the world, past and present. Just and, go with it. And yeah, they don't do that so much anymore. I think there's too much commercialism in it. Yeah, commercialized running. Like how is, much how much simpler was music twenty years ago, like when we were kids, to now? I mean, I feel that in a way it's simpler now, but I think the I think the market, like the the agencies and the record labels, those are the ones putting more pressure on them now than it, they probably yeah. were then. Yeah, it's a totally different world now than like when we were listening to music as kids and stuff. Like yeah. Even just like the channels that bands back in the day would have to go through to like even be uh, a band successfully. Yeah. Right. Because initially they would be like, um, you know, you'd have to like you make a single in like a studio that you have to go to or whatever. Yeah. And you go and you do that. And then, um, you know, you're getting signed or trying to get signed and then trying to get like radio time or, or whatever it is. And it's all this different weird promo stuff that was kind of like more natural almost like it was like a like a tier of like like how you were um kind of going through everything yeah you know it was and, like you and start also that radio bit that that's purely a record label's choice too because I, I i could guess for a fact that okay i'll assume i won't say it's a fact but i'll assume that most bands or at least artists let's go with like hip-hop yeah they don't want real. They want their record playing. They want a track playing on the on the radio, and obviously you want it heard. Yeah. But what you have to do from, like, a regular Eminem song, to what ends up playing on the radio, it's so different. Yeah, like the it's hoops, cut down. You would be driving or jumping through to uh, to like get on the radio. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, ma- yeah. Like major radio. Yeah. Yeah. Not like college radio or whatever. Of course, yeah. That's way easier. Like I, I had my old band had music on college radio, and it was just a matter of knowing people that worked at a station yeah. and were and, willing to play it. Yeah, and yeah. then it was like, here you go. And they, like, for example, they were playing like to play the audio. It was through a mixer, right? Like similar to a setup for a podcast or whatever. And then um, it was just like playing off of like YouTube or yeah. SoundCloud or whatever into the mixer into the radio. Whereas if you're going through like a like a big FM station or whatever, or yeah. well, they're all FM, right? You're not. <coughs> yeah, a, yeah. You're not I mean, getting radio play on AM. There's or uh, there still is, yeah. 
I would imagine you get to certain parts of the the country and they're stuck on AM. Probably yeah, like a little if more remote. If you're out somewhere far, and yeah, that's your only option, maybe. But I mean, even Toronto, like AM nine eighty or something like that. Yeah, that's that shit. Yeah, so there's still an AM yeah. setup, but it's not as popular. Yeah, but like all the hoops that that you'd have to jump through. You know, even it's crazy in 20 years how much shit has changed musically speaking. Like, yeah. um, like I, I would gear it towards like just personally how I would look at it initially from being in like the first band I was ever in in high school in grade nine. So we were like 14 years old. It's like 2006 or seven. And then uh, it's 2004, maybe 14, 2004. You're a 90 baby. Yeah. Yeah. But like 2004. 2000. Well, high, uh, high school. Oh, was. yeah, I guess. To eight, I guess. Oh, four to oh eight, something like that. No, I was, no, I was high school, uh, 2006. Yeah, yeah, that's in between four and eight. Math is hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers are rough, either anyway. Way, yeah, anyways, though. <laughs> numbers, um, yeah, just like the difference in like even just the thought of like being in a band back then, like the, the trajectory was like, okay, we're gonna like record with like a ghetto setup yeah like a computer and an interface and whatever and then um put it on myspace like yeah we had music on myspace yeah yeah and that was like this sh- like we had like a myspace demo and that was that shit that was like how we got out there and this is like facebook was around it came into the picture but it yeah. wasn't like um it wasn't like predominant it was by like any 607 i think yeah, yeah totally right there totally and then from then to like 2009, we were using MySpace primarily as the way to share music. And for example, like in high school, people would come up to us and be like, oh, yeah, like we checked out the MySpace page, whatever, yeah. where we put like little clips of shit. And that was kind of like the um, the the 90s equivalent to trying to get stuff on the radio. Yeah. But instead, you took away the radio and you had like your own. Well, it's like Spotify now. Yeah. In totally. a way. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Or even YouTube in a way. Daniel was literally just telling me before you came, probably five minutes before you walked in, that MySpace is still on. Mm-hmm. Still active. How crazy is that? Yeah, Justin Timberlake bought it. Is that what you were reading? He's one of the main wow. proprietary he bought it. owners of it. Which is ironic, too, because like initially he would have been on there, just like uh, like putting music up there and stuff as like a solo artist or whatever. Cause like all those like his that big album uh, Future Sex Love Sounds came out like two thousand five or six or seven or yeah something. yeah so it would have been like right aligned with the timing yeah but yeah like MySpace was like this precursor to sort of how music is shared now and everything yeah. and and then before that it was like the radio and going through all the channels of like okay we got our band here we cut a demo let's send it to like EMI or whoever the fuck and then whatever but only in 20 years there was such a crazy change and like being a little kid and knowing that and seeing yep. how music was and then mm-hmm. seeing it now and, and being a musician that uses like the new way of promoting yourself or getting music on like spotify and apple music and all that stuff yeah it's a huge change it's really strange how yeah. it has it's, it's night and day yeah it's put it's put more power like into the user's hand pretty right. much into the in user and into the artist because as even though yeah. i was saying like it's kind of a pain in the butt to get from you know just recording to radio play now you can skip all that there's not even like not even record labels really need to be had they don't need yeah. to right in order for you to be popular in music you don't actually need a record label you can do it independently yeah like a lot of actually really huge artists go that way as well like they'll just they'll become popular on their own accord like no 
no YouTube, Spotify, yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. I mean, the breeding of SoundCloud rappers is insane yeah, to it's me. Nuts. Yeah, it's bananas. It was, I don't it was understand really big it. for a few years. Yeah, not as much now. Like four or five like. years, it was pretty big. Yeah, they were like coming up like, every day. Like uh, just be just before the band that I was in started, and and uh, a few years after that, it felt like like 2015, 2014 yeah. to like 2018 was like really really popular. My or uh, SoundCloud. I was gonna say MySpace, oh, yeah. SoundCloud stuff. Yeah, yeah, where it was like super super popular before that too but a lot of those artists initially that were on soundcloud only mm-hmm. like they became like big artists through soundcloud yeah and i can't really name any off offhand right now just because there's like lil dozens and, and then dozens. something else yeah yeah a lot of there's the lils fucking 30 of them even even like larger artists like i think like travis scott and people like that yeah, yeah initially yeah. came from like the self-promoting uh kind of background yeah so it's cool because, like, with rap music too, especially nowadays, it's kind of became almost in a way like the new punk music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is strange because, like, like when I was in high school, um, the type of music that was really popular was like, like a like a post hardcore metal. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like it was heavy and it was kind of post nineties. Yeah, heavy yeah. In a way, yeah. Post mid two thousands. Post Limp Biscuit, just moving of out of that alt rock and getting a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. After all that stuff, yeah. getting heavier, uh, adding different uh, genres together, you would yeah. see like weird, like screaming, like screamo rap, right, and stuff like, like that. I'd go I would, when anybody talks about those collaborations, I automatically go Jay Z and Lincoln Park. Yeah, that's like a big that one. album was a big for a lot of people right? massive. Yeah, yeah. and but it wasn't that heavy, but it's it was that kind of start to that. <laughs> That crossover, yeah. like Trav, uh, what's the name? Travis Scott, not Travis Scott, Travis Barker. Oh yeah, Jesus. Travis, Barker. He Travis did. Barker works with everybody now. Uh, yeah, but even back then, initially, like that was sort of the the trajectory too, because there's always been like this weird cross um, appreciation in genres a lot of the time. Where yeah, yeah, people that were you know like playing in like I played in metal bands and we would all listen to like rap music and rock music and, yep. and some people like like country or like techno or whatever the the fuck they like, but. There's always like, especially with musicians, it seems like there's always like uh, good ones. I think there's a good like understanding of like all genres, yeah, and yeah, incorporating yeah. it all, right? And then even like tactics with like um, like promotion and stuff like that. A lot of the stuff that you could take from, you know, oh this guy makes beats and then raps on them. You could apply like the same trajectory to like oh this band of like three people do this. Yeah. They could like follow a really similar path. Well, even if you look as far back as the Beatles, Paul McCartney mostly wrote everything mostly yeah. yeah and that's actually right. that's with a lot of groups it is like that mm-hmm. um like the group that i was in it was it was that it was like i was writing 90 percent of the lyrics yeah. and that was an agreed upon thing yeah and then the other person was doing like you know x amount of production or whatever and then eventually too you get the wax on wax off mr miyagi thing and if you're learning with somebody and coming up with somebody in a band, and I find this yeah. happens a lot with music in general, you'll see like certain people have a falling out because like maybe one person goes starts to write. Yes, one yeah, person is taking it a, a better direction, a stronger yeah. direction. Yeah. Per se, maybe not that there's a, a lack of skill or more skill developed, but it's more of a someone will just they'll have that shit and they'll just start taking it. You know. Yep. Yep. They'll start bringing it, I guess, and then. Um, that's weird because you'll see that with bands like even Blink-182 to kind of touch on them mm-hmm. again. And this is a band that uh, one of the first CDs I ever bought was, uh, I think it's Enema of the State yep. or something like that. It's yeah. one of the nurse with the glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought that at like a, like a 
uh, like a meetup thing out in a park yeah, yeah, as yeah. a kid yeah, on CD in like 97 or 8 or whatever, or 9 maybe. And that was like, um, that was like the, the sort of initial way of like getting music and how music was, right? Like everyone would try and get an album cut and all this. And yeah. Just the way that it changed in those 20 years, like, you know, 20 years ago, you could buy a tape or a CD. Yep. And now or vinyl. Or vinyl. Which, and I mean, is surprisingly still popular now. I mean, not surprisingly. Obviously, there's a... Yeah, it had a resurgence. Yeah, there's yeah. A, uh, a grit to vinyl, a little more uh, authenticity in there a really way. There really is. There really is. Like, there's a massive difference yeah. in sound, right? Yeah. There's old, some rawness to it. Yeah, yeah. My old roommate had this really, like, like $1,000 vinyl player with, like, crazy monitors and stuff set up to yeah. it. And he would play, like, he had, like, the Run the Jewels album, the first yeah, one yeah. on vinyl. And then yep. he had stuff like uh, Radiohead or, like, uh, like weird noise bands and shit. And he would just put all that stuff on yep. and crank those, the, the fucking receiver. And then mm. just, like, the richness. And you do hear, like, the like the warmth and the crackling and everything of vinyl. It is really, like, it's an auto audiophile thing. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how I say it. Like, where, where people are just, like, yeah. like really privy of a... Uh, Music, yeah, of all kinds. Yeah, 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 you could even get like spoken word on on vinyl, right? Yep. And you just get it for, I guess, like the novelty of it. But yeah. So it's yeah. strange how, like, in like twenty years, we've seen so much change and kind of revert and change and re- revert, and certain things replace other things, right? Like, like MySpace now is replaced, and all yep. these other things, Facebook are, or right? Spotify or this or that or so, whatever. Yeah. So like the the next trajectory of like how things are going to change it, it could be anyway now right like in 20 years we we see like it's such a weird change and how like media is like put out there and received and everything but even in in the next 10 years right like media tv's gone oh, yeah. by the way it's, it's just gone it's non-existent right if, yeah, you're, you if you're paying for cable you're out of your mind right now yeah. like it's when we had that kind of boom of Android boxes or like I mean there was the, like the black box for like Dish TV and stuff like that you'd get your black box change the card out all that stuff you get every channel yeah right and then it got to well the internet's starting to be more popular at least for like that overindulgence of content yeah that easy access it's been like building up yeah. for, for like these 20 years basically. exactly and so then they have the this pinnacle, right? like what Android boxes so you got Chromecast so you got this and that Apple TV everything else there's a million streaming services and even tv networks are allowing online services to be run that way because people aren't buying cable because mm-hmm. there's no point to it yeah you're limited it runs on its own schedule you have very little choice you got to pay per channel now i don't know where it is what it's like in the states really but like they still have dish so it's pretty open i would imagine but yeah they still have it here where you go with any one of the two companies that provide cable especially in Ontario. Yeah. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. You're paying 150 bucks for what? 500 channels and you watch six of them. What are you paying for? Nothing. Couldn't tell you, man. You're paying for nothing. It's weird. But a lot of people still pay for it. Yeah. And on the plus side, you're paying, you're paying for all these channels, but those channels with whatever net, whatever company you're with, you put all that information and you can get, the live streaming of those channels. So they're screwing you twice. Yeah. It's like an agreed upon yeah. uh, gangbang. Yeah. Like with your wallet. Yeah. Pretty much. And in the middle of it, you go, no, wait a second. Except, a for, except for nobody says that, really, unless they're woke enough to cancel their cable. 
woke, I guess. That's yeah. what it is now, right? Sure. Like I had I had my like internet provider uh call me up like repeatedly trying to set up cable and yep. I, I was like I don't have a TV. That was like my way of getting them to cuz they kept calling me. So I yep. was like oh, I don't actually have a TV. Yeah. And they were like Just told me don't have a TV. Yeah, yeah they're like uh Oh, you're like, the guy? Wow. He like Amazing. paused. The guy paused for a second. He's like uh and I was like I was like yeah, I don't have a TV. I'm not planning on getting one ever. That's hilarious. And he was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay, have a good day he then. He genuinely thinks there's a human being that doesn't sound like they're 150. I hope so. That is the only guy in the world that doesn't have a TV. Um, the only guy in the country that doesn't have a TV. Yeah, I wanted to, like, fuck up their sales quota, too, and let them know, like, I don't I don't respect that. Like, don't don't try and upsell me cable in the year 2020. Yeah. Uh, it's such a waste. Nobody is... No. The only people that are paying for that were born in like the 60s or 50s, probably, and they're almost you well, know yes and no closer yeah. and closer to death. So. The, the the plus side of some of that is you get pay per view, right? So things like UFC fights, sporting events, you know. Yeah, I would love to watch you know Stanley Cup, uh, Super Bowl, World Series, UFC fights, but yeah, you, you can you stream can. all that shit online. And like, here's a cool thing for gamers and shit too. Like, I play the UFC game pretty religiously three not four fuck four three all three all all the way and then um if you go through the game like you get 15 percent off of the pay-per-view if you really if you buy it through the game or through psn if you're a playstation plus member this is playstation specifically i'm sure it's similar with like other uh you can say xbox the x box microsoft microsoft yeah the overlords the overlords yeah (laughs) but it's like you get you get discounts for going through their service so it is kind of thematic that a lot of things are like going through, I guess you could say like an aggregator, like a channel that opens yep. it to other things. Yeah, yeah. From media to music to like everything that we use in our life pretty much is going through some like aspect of like a channel to get to the thing that we want it to get to. Yeah. It's kind of strange because in the 90s that wasn't really an option. Like the extent of this in the 90s might have been like you'd send away um, from like a magazine yep on like the little card right yep. and I, I would do that for like uh like subscriptions yeah 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 for, you know like trans world skateboarding as, yep. a, as a skateboarder you get like yep. a monthly skateboarding magazine yep. you had to send away for it with like a little paper thing there was no internet to do that and if there nope. was uh, i don't know who you had it unplug your phone for it it was dial up yeah 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 it was for a long time which right? is a real pain in the ass it was but it's also I kind of love it. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. props to them for at least having like a concept of getting this shit to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but like I, I, I gotta say, I don't miss like, like a really slow moving picture of Pamela Anderson's tits. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it stops, yeah. or like someone calls. Yeah, or it literally says up. buffering. Yeah, right across it. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. you just your computer explodes. Yeah, <laughs> heats up. Do you remember that install? I'm sure it was like ninety five, ninety eight, Windows ninety five or ninety eight. That install screen, that consistent, like, what is it, the ETX or EXE or whatever install? And it would yeah, just be that slow That looks like from the Matrix, like a, like a hack. Oh, no. That, no, yeah, the yeah, slow gray yeah, yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking, just like, the, the DOS took screen. Took forever. And then, yeah, the DOS screen, too. Yeah, yeah. Right, the DOS. What, your command DOS prompt? Screen, right? the command deal? prompt. Yeah, 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 like yeah the yeah, green yeah. text, like the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I got pictures Finally. of Pam. I got pictures of Pam. Buddy. I can play Minesweeper. Finally, Minesweeper and Pam at the same time. Jesus. Which like would be a far cry back then. Like we'd just be dreaming. Of that. Yeah, that would be yeah, yeah. incredible. Can't do both. 
everything. Yeah, it was computer crashes. It was pretty crazy. Like just the con- the comparison of like it's such a short amount of time, but so much has changed. And I think like we're kind of the middle children of of that part of history in a way because yeah, because '80s kids grew up with the internet in the sense mm-hmm. they were teens. And like yeah. totally, they were old enough into like, it. when it was out yeah. that they could like grasp. What yeah, it, what they it can could tinker do. with a bit uh, better. They can do all this with technology as it was developing. We kind of hit the cusp of like, oh, I'm eight years old and I have a computer in my basement, or I, even younger. I was probably five when we got a computer. There was no internet. We didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, but, you but just like, had, like this big cream colored gray yeah box. And it was just like a gray and yellow screen, just nonsense looking. Great for the eyes. Yep. You play, I don't know, some child game. Minesweeper, maybe. I don't even think Minesweeper was on this. I think we were still running Linux or 94, and I don't think Minesweeper was on then. Yeah. I think we were running Linux. And you could play like, you could play games. Like I'm sure, I think there was a Tetris game or there might have been like a, like a mother goose, like a nursery rhyme game that you had to solve things to get through it. Like when I was a kid, I think I remember that. But like it was 2D flat. Text was even, even the text was a little did grainy. You, did you play like these games on like a, like a floppy disk? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was on a floppy yeah, disk, yeah. not the save button. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> no. It's a real thing. There's a tangible floppy disk. Yeah, yeah, like not the icon yeah. that's on a phone. Like the physical, it was like a thin, weird, it was. Only, it looked like the inside of a hard drive, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, that's... Like floppy disks. But those, see, ah. they seem short-lived now. They do. You know what I mean? Like, you can still, like, they're tangible in certain things. Yeah. Like, for certain shit, you need them. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, may, you know, maybe, like, someone with, like, a like a prehistoric setup that's like keeping it to to just have it. Yep. But uh certain instruments use them. Certain like sampler keyboards. Like so uh, there's floppy disk? Yeah, there's one yeah. that's called like an Ensonic ESX or ESQ and it's yep. like a sampler from like eighty three or something like that. And a lot of producers use it. Some producers even now still like the producer from the Run the Jewels uses it in LP. Really? And uh it's an old piece of tech. But it loads samples for what you're sampling unless you're plugging it into something to take those sounds yep. um, from floppy disks. Wow. Because that's, you know, that was the proprietary technology in 1983 or whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty still crazy. Still using it. Jesus. Yeah, but like it's a, it's like a, like a sought after, hard to find piece of equipment. Yeah. That's like, you know, if you have one, it's like, holy shit, you have one of these. And then to have one that's working and would have a working uh, floppy disk drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, 40 years later almost or whatever it's been yeah. crazy so yeah it's funny I uh I was uh doing that the <clears throat> excuse me the table and the end table that I'm working on right and uh I go into my folks basement to my dad's basement it's where I put it all or where he put it all when we finished the final coat right next to the bodies yep sweet right next to the bodies sweet um and uh there was probably five PCs down there that range from like 91 to like 2001 set up ready to rock no no dismantled like covered in dust there's an inch of dust i found floppy disks i found old cds which is another thing that is gone cds it's gone yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean people still buy them the price has gone up which is amazing because they're just trying to 
grasp whatever dollar they can get out of them. You, th- right? you think so? Like I uh, think so. Like yeah. Music CDs and yeah. stuff. Like if you went to like a place that would sell them, if they went to a, a Sunrise, I think there's still Sunrise. Yeah, there's still music shops. I heard HMV went out of business. HMV in Canada went out of business. Yeah, it still exists in the UK apparently. It definitely went out of business a few years ago. HMV Canada. Yeah, like maybe like in the last five years. And then maybe maybe like three or four years before that, I remember I sold all my CDs because like the the, the whole fucking world was kind of like okay, we're gonna start getting yeah. rid of these. We're you can rid of kind them. of sense it. Everything's data. Yeah, now. yeah. And Everything's online. Yeah, but there is still that pull for like a physical. Oh yeah. Object. That yeah, yeah. You can use right. Like, I mean, it, I I kind of try and compare it to games now. Like you can buy any game you want. Yeah. On the system you're doing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'd Unless it's, like, uh, exclusive to <clears> a thing. Yeah. And even then, you can probably still find it, right? A lot of the time, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. if not now, eventually you will yeah. be able to, for sure. I think I had a PS3 that was a paperweight for, like, three years, and all I did was buy games on it because I couldn't, re- wouldn't read a disc. Not a single disc. Yeah, I'm sure that's, like, a relatable thing, too, from that era of gaming, like PS3s yeah. and Xbox 360s, how yeah. they were constantly dying. Yeah. You get the red red ring of death or the white ring of death or whatever. Yeah, yeah, red ring. Yep. Yeah, well, it was two on one. You know, PlayStation had like a different like blue, yeah. blue light or something. Yeah, it so was just shit. death. Yeah, that's all it was. Stop working. Like some yeah, component yeah. would stop working. Yeah, and it would be really expensive to like repair it, and it was all. These are really like first world problems to have too. Oh, it truly is. But you know. As a kid, like if if your PS One game didn't work, yeah. you were, you were like, "What the fuck?" I'll tell you, you know, third world problems are not being heard on here. I'll tell you that. I mean, in the sense that the third world probably is not listening to this. That's genuine. True. That's true. Imagine our voices like booming over a country that um, is holding up like like a like a Walkman. Dude, I miss Walkmans plugged so in, much. Plugged into like computer speakers from yeah. like the nineties. I just love the aesthetic. Yeah, like, a walk yeah, it was nice. It was like it didn't fit in your pocket, but pockets were a lot larger in the nineties, yeah. like the crisscross jeans. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then we were just like you know we were we'd be wearing like like uh, overalls, you know, with with a big pocket in the middle. And yeah, yeah. Walkman goes right in there, right in there. You know, yeah. and you turn the shockproof on, but you know, every time we walk, still it skipped. Yeah, yeah, skipping and love it. It's, uh, Scratch the disc. Yeah, I got a really fond memory of a Walkman and uh, a Canadian. Uh, punk band metal band yeah protest the hero yeah yeah whatever yeah. you want to math, Vaguely math metal yeah yeah crazy music is that a thing math metal yeah like music like they were quoted for saying like they were writing music for their first album that was so complicated they didn't know how to actually play it yet oh yeah like music musically speaking like wow. they didn't have like the technique to play what they were writing at the time huh but they were writing it hilarious it's weird yeah it's a re- that's a really strange way of like looking at something that you're making it's like i don't have the skill set yet but like I'm gonna, when i do i'm gonna fuck it up i'm gonna visualize it fuck and then tangibly do it yeah at a level you're clearly not equipped to do totally that's fantastic but yeah i had their first album yeah. and uh on a sony walkman like a yellow it was it a cassette walkman like no, the actual walkmans it was a CD. it was a burnt yeah yeah it was a burnt cd yeah yeah, that's another thing we're never doing again. Burnt. Burning CDs. So Yes. I miss that. I miss like did looking at an old iTunes and, and watching that songs get yep. burned and you're just like, ah, and then like, I two, don't three, have three, enough room for the fucking back of the bus by Outcast. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> you know? did, true you, story. did you write 
Yeah. Did you write on the CD? Yeah, all yeah, the, like all every the songs? song title, yeah, 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 like yeah. all the way down the CD. Yeah, yeah, and, and all the way around yeah, and back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Because yeah. you could easily get 16 to 20 songs, depending on the size of the CD and depending on the size of the song. But like, yeah. if you had Something regular like tracks, like four or five minute tracks, there's 14 on there, and that was all you're getting. This is the thing too, right? Yeah. Back then, like you would be <clears> downloading <throat> songs to put to burn onto a CD, and you'd be downloading like the the 128 KBs mm-hmm. quality. You wouldn't be going for flack. You wouldn't be going for, um, you know, like a wave file or anything like yeah. that. You would, you'd like, okay, we have 85 minutes on this disc or whatever it is. Yeah. How many songs can we get on here? Yeah. Where the quality is like ass yeah but we got the jams yeah and we would do that you know and then you'd have those songs where like you'd hear the you'd noticeably hear the quality so like training the mixing ears from like a young age to like hear like oh this sounds like shit yeah because like it's compressed so much yeah like but you know we didn't care and, and there's it, no other way to do it there was no i mean way. i mean you could buy the cd you but could buy the cd but it's like 30 that. 40 dollars back yeah. then cds yeah there was a time when cds were like 39.99 because maybe they haven't gone up that much i think they've probably gone down now probably now you're getting like but i still see cds yeah. on for like 26 27 bucks maybe yeah if you're going if you're going for the certain type of music and anything new right now i can see that fuck but like i've seen like uh like when you're looking at records and stuff, CDs pop up in like suggestions on Amazon, and I've seen yeah. like shit like Justin Bieber where it's like sixty eight cents for a CD that's brand new or newer. But that's you know, is that saying something about the artist or the fact that it's a CD? Well, it's got to be too because like um, there's something weird about that, right? Where you could be getting like something really obscure and yep. older, and it would cost more, and then you yep. could you know Backstreet Boys CD. You're not going to be paying a hundred dollars for a Backstreet Boys CD in 2020 right for whatever reason but yeah. if you wanted like a fucking guar cd like oh my god it's probably gonna, it's probably gonna cost wow. you a little bit for some reason are they still making music uh, they gotta be i know the one dude died the one that's the last like, news the i heard guy. you're right yeah and i think yeah. they announced that on like jerry springer so this is like fucking serious yeah. that's hilarious another thing when i was in high school we would come home every day this four o'clock jerry springer jerry springer yep. so i was dating a big titty goth girl and i'd come home to her place at yep. four o'clock and you know we'd be watching the fucking jerry springer and say then, her name uh, say her name <laughs> no, don't, don't. <laughs> starts with a k nice go ahead i won't i won't do it like that no 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 no, no. but i should <laughs> big titty goth girl well, that's so what it was in I, 2007 hey, it was hey. big titty goth girl you know create like pink hair and, and stuff yep and no i got you crazy style and it was like looking back on it now it's very cringe worthy yeah back on it now it's very like what what were, were we, we into thinking? but that's like uh that's like my dad looking back on on him in the in the 80s as a teenager being like what the fuck you know yeah why is everybody's hair teased and <laughs> you know but it's all full circle, right? And like, that's the weird thing about like uh, nostalgia and in the future and the past is like, nostalgia can kind of just like sprinkle itself into every time, always. Well, I, you know, I think we've kind of talked to the, about this before. Like, well, more recently than not, uh, fashion. And I know I've been on a rant a million times about fashion and how it's bullshit. Um, to you. Yeah, it, no, it's bullshit. It's, it's real it to is. me. Sure. You're talking to a guy who collects watches and is wearing a Wrangler, like, flannel shirt. Is that Wrangler? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Wrangler. Yeah. Okay. It's not a decky, but let it the, is Wrangler. Let, let the world but there's, make their opinions. It, there's definitely, like, a uh, 
a brand loyalty there in a way. I've got fucking four of them. To at Wrangler, least. you're loyal to Wrangler. I like them. They're comfortable. They're sturdy. If I buy jeans, it's Wranglers or Levi's. That's it. Like, there's a reason I buy those because the quality's there. But oh. if someone were to say that those are now fashionable, I'd be like, who gives a shit? Okay, first of all, Wrangler has always been in fashion. Okay. Since so, the dawning sure. of jeans. But probably. I guarantee you, there's millions of people that are like, fuck Wrangler. God damn it. I won't wear them. They look stupid. They're boot, for hicks. Like boot They're cut? for this. Boot cut? Relaxed boot cut? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, relaxed Like boot really. Cut. Yeah. Really big all the way up to the leg. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't matter what the person's build is. It looks like they're wearing like squares on the yeah. legs, like yeah. SpongeBob for thick boys or something. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a good look. Of course. Um, yeah. What like if you had to wear Wranglers or you know some other off brand of jeans? I guess you'd probably go for the Wrangler. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, in Canada, you got what Wrangler, Levi's, Old Navy. And then whatever market brand, like yeah, Amer- American Eagle. American Eagle. But these yeah. aren't like they're not Canadian staples no. necessarily. They're all like imported, exported, of course. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My point being, rather, is fashion has made this kind of loop every 10, 15 years. It's like bell bottoms kind of made a comeback. What ten years ago? They're from the seventies. Yeah. People were wearing like flood pants. Like those, like I, I'm sure you in high school knew guys who wore those or girls maybe that wore those pants that were so wide they covered their shoes. Do you know what I mean? Those jeans that flared out so much. Yeah, I probably had a pair of those yeah. myself. I, I bet you there did. There's some yeah. weird style in yeah. high school. Some in of high them sc- put suspenders on it. Yeah, or in high, had, like, in high school too. A lot of like in my era of high school, people yeah. were inter, uh, they were uh, intergender <laughs> clothing. Everybody would wear unisex. A, dudes would wear girls' clothes. Unisex Guy, clothing. Girls would wear guys' clothes. It yeah. was un, everything was unisex. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. female jeans would be placed on male legs. Yeah, that and probably spawn the skinny jean, for sure. Yeah, for so sure. that lane. I I is bought so chick jeans at one point. I bet yeah. for sure. Yeah, but that was like you know this is like sixteen years ago, seventeen yeah. years ago or something. Yeah. So. But the past uh, never leaves you, does it? That, that, and I, I said this I said this to Daniel like last week I think I said we don't ever really develop uh, a sense of fashion very much outside of what we wore in high school for the most part but you're kind of the exception in that sense because you I think changed drastically yeah, definitely but if you had the chance to wear some of those clothes again would you for sure yeah some, yeah, some of, of the brands yeah, some yeah, of yeah. the brands and yeah. stuff because I was spending a lot of money you on I still clothes. like it yeah, yeah it still looks good to me and I think that is almost embodying what like nostalgia means in a way. Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. you're going back to something um, regardless of if it, if it, if it even makes sense to do it. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll, you'll see somebody that looks like they're trapped in time. Do you know how many times yeah. I look at like like FUBU and just like adore the fact that it's still around you just in go a on way? The FUBU site and you're like yeah. men's large. Yeah. What have we got? Yeah. Oh, Dude, the champion sweat the champion sweater. Yeah. Like that is my favorite thing I've got right now. Yeah, I could I could see like you know why that mean? would be a thing that I love champions so much, and I never got it as a kid. Never, we didn't have champion clothing. Well, it didn't it wasn't like a talk, it was affordable. it wasn't a talking point. Yeah, no, but but it was definitely would, affordable, right? Yeah. We didn't you know we weren't sparing no expense. My first like I used to get a bunch of shoes when I was in high school, like just when I got a job. Before that, I was able to get maybe a pair. Every couple of years, if I warm thin, then I would get a pair of shoes. But it wasn't like I wasn't rocking Nikes. I didn't get the Air Forces. I wasn't rocking Jordans. No, it was yeah. like Airwalks. 
affordable, yeah. functional, Airwalks. great on the feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those those yellow or orange sold, like, yeah. and they were comfy. Yeah. They were comfy. You're walking on clouds. There was a lot of like, uh, there was a lot of shoes with like orange and yellow on them mm-hmm. in like the mid 2000s. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, like vibrant, like or- yeah. like like a. You get that Saved by the Bell background type of shoes yeah. on them, just color splat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another 90s nostalgia bit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Saved by the Bell. Yep. Great show. That's not even relevant now either because kids don't even know what a school bell is now. It's not even a thing anymore. Is it just like a beep over it's an intercom? It's like a vibration on your phone. And you're like, oh, I'm late for class. And then you like turn and turn your computer <laughs> on. And that's it. Yeah, now, yeah, you're not even walking into a fucking school. Yeah. So lockdown's really weird too, I think. That's well, kind of the deal. Some, some kids are still doing it and whatever. but Yeah. But like the whole up. the whole like option of like, okay, like you can, you can, like really distance yourself from everything or you can kind of not. Yeah, you it's can strange. see people from a distance. It's strange, yeah. Which is odd to be having to wear a mask in a school. Like, I, I don't think I could do it. If I was back in high school now, I would not do it. I'd just stay at home, Yeah. load the computer up and off I'd go. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd get a lot more of this done, I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah, like yeah. I have um, family members that have like people in their lives that are like in high school or yeah. whatever, and all those kids are just staying at home. Yeah. Right, like they're all... Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's yep. a great example. Yeah, the man behind the boards, little brother, is uh in high school and you know doing doing one way of doing it. Yeah, right? yeah, approaching it in one way that you can, and I'm sure that's weird. I'm sure it's weird to be like 14, 15, 16 in 2020. Yeah, and yeah, you know, <clears throat> like to see these kids that are like 15 years old not going to school and stuff. When I was when I was 15, like. I had to have you a job to and I had to go to school yep. and yep. there was a truancy officer at my school. So if yep. you skipped, like you would get charged, mm-hmm. like the police would charge you, which is insane to me. I, I mean, think it's insane saying it now. It sounds insane. Yeah. And being a kid that like I skipped. So I was truant so much in high school that I would get letters where it said like you missed and it would be like 300 days or 200 days of school or whatever. That's insane. It was an insane amount yeah. because you know, when you're, in school and you're kind of old enough that you can drop out and you're starting to gear up to that. That's what mm-hmm. I did. I dropped out and then did online correspondence only or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. because like, I don't care what age it is or, or what time period we're in. I think that being in a high school is super toxic. I, I think that. Yeah. Well, I think that's the generation yeah. that came after us. Like his generation, maybe oh, just okay. fueled emotional, oh, like unsta- oh, instability. Maybe, but well, my like my generation, and then you know you're a little bit older than me, so we were in the same. We're not talking years here either. By the way, it's months. I know. So we're the same age. I'll, I'll take basically that. we're in, but you were there a little bit longer than I was. Right. Like less than a year. Yeah. Something basically. Yeah. But like in that period of time, from like let's say even like 2005 to the like 2010 or whatever, yep. high school for mm-hmm. us and a lot of people in similar um, age groups and whatever mid mid to late 20s holla Um, (laughs) you know like the the landscape of high school back then was like every girl was pregnant and like everyone had a flip phone and like i didn't get that no no i I went to a catholic school which okay you would assume okay a lot more pregnant people okay like where I where I'm where I was growing up, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. We too. did not. So. I did. I don't remember in my high school having one single. There may have been one pregnant person that's, during the four that's years. That's fucking insane. It is not now. 
couple years older, maybe. Okay. I assume definitely. I mean, I knew some of those guys, and they were pregnant men. Eh? Well, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Some of them just look pregnant, but they got chicks pregnant for sure. Oh yeah. But like, who hasn't? And, <laughs> Younger, I have no idea, but my year for four years, there might might have been one, and I am stretching that. That's thought. so crazy. Yeah, that is so fucking crazy. But to the second point, phones. I mean, I think I got my first one at sixteen, fifteen, same fifteen, and yeah, it was a game changer. I had to work obviously yeah. to get it. So same. when I got a job, I got a phone. That was just same. kind of the, the had, progression. Yeah, pay as you go when yeah. you were like fifteen. Uh, of it course, was like, it was the you same. Buy little phone cards, thirty-five yeah. bucks. Yeah, that's. You know, use your part-time job, get your fucking phone cards. Yeah, then exactly. you talk to your friends with the phone. Yep. Where it was yep. difficult to text. Yep. Because you're using T9. T9. It's bullshit. One, 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 two, T9, two, two, three, four, not five, Terminator one, 9. Nine. Nope. Nope. Because that'll be out by the time our grandkids see this. <laughs> I'm sure. Yep. But, um, dude. It was the worst. Oh it's the God. worst. But then, you know, five, five years later, they come out with, like, the sidekick or whatever with a full QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, that was weird because they kind of like instead of instead of going touch screen, like there was a long period of time where our phones had like tactile keyboards. Yeah, like yeah, keyboards. yeah, yeah. like actual yeah. keyboards on them. Yeah. yeah, like I had the LG Kibo, which is like really similar to the Sidekick in the yeah. sense that it had the full keyboard, yep. tiny little buttons. I don't know how the fuck we were even able to like press the buttons. I found it was honest. weird that like on cell phones we went from like what in the 80s it was car phones and actual phones attached to like briefcases like that's their battery yeah, and they're like a full yeah it's a full like bring deal. A phone with you yeah that was like carrying boom boxes though carry the boom box carry the boom you. box exactly or right. like okay saved by the bell again he had a cell phone that was the size of a brick yeah you know and he's hello brain cancer like yeah like a hard antenna yeah. Not extendable, nothing, no. just like a big rubberized Like you had to like antenna. have like a case. Yeah. Like a, like like a, a suitcase of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Let me make a phone call right now. Yeah. Shh, fucking. And we went from that to, to car phones. Well, car phones were kind of in the same era, I think. They, I heard maybe that they said, <clears throat> yeah, maybe car phones were even yeah. like early 1900s or something like that. No, like, no, no, no. Like 1980s. I heard like the first car phone was like 1920 or 1930 that is, or something insane. Daniel, get on that, please, because that sounds insane to me. Yeah, because there is, I've heard this Do from Do you realize, like, like the podcasts. Ford, like, the A-model Fords were 1920s? Yeah. 1946. 1946. 1946 was the first car phone? That's right. That's what I'm talking about. That, okay, and, yeah, but. And it was a. Is that, it was a, is that a World War phone? World War phone. That's World, not. That's, World dude, War phone. That's a WW2 era conversation right yeah, there. Yeah, it was, it was <clears> developed <throat> by the Nazi party, probably. Jesus. So that's why it quickly came out of fashion, I imagine. The concept came out in 1946 for Motorola. Uh-huh. And Fucking Ericsson Motorola, bro. had the first yep. consumer car phone in 1956. What, uh, sweet, sweet Motorola. So, uh, t- tell me, what, uh, what company is Ericsson? Where are they from? Swedish, I think. Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe they're American, I don't know. I was going to say a neutral country. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I'm convinced it's You're it, right. It was a product of the war. It I'm, I'm been. almost convinced that's where this all came from. It was for communications for the. Do you the want war. phones? Yeah. So anyway, my Donate. point being is they went right. from, <laughs> they went from, uh, you know, big big ass phones to cellular phones. Yeah. And they were a decent size. They weren't small. Like they were this big, but three times as thick. Like Nokia's those. Those uh, black and gray or the they white with the tin. Yeah. They had some like real weight. If you, if you, like a, if you uh, hucked a Nokia at somebody, yeah. it would hurt. 
Yeah. Like it would well, hurt it's like the cordless sure. phones that people have now. Like any cordless yeah. phone you have at your house, yeah. that's the size of an Nokia cell phone. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's and true. then they went the complete opposite way. It was shrink them right down. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember my dad having a phone that totally, like not, like it was a flip phone, not out, like open. It was about an inch and a half tall. And maybe an inch. It was fucking tiny. It was such a tiny, tiny phone. I know you can get you can get like a novelty phone like that nowadays, where um, like that uh, unbox therapy guy has definitely shown like some yeah, weird yeah, yeah. Yeah. small yeah. like like Ferrari makes a phone like yeah. a fl- like a flip phone yeah in 2020 for some reason right and it's like can. It, yeah or like, yeah. it'll be like a Chinese knockoff or something yeah, exactly. but kind of similar to like what you're describing but you're saying that was actually like he at used one this point. phone yeah I mean it might be like two inches tall maybe but yeah. it was a tiny phone you know it opened up it was a flip phone but like my dad's, a, he's a relatively big guy, and just to watch him like try and text or call somebody was hilarious. Yeah, it was yeah. a thimble in his hand, right? And now we've gone the opposite. Like this thing is massive. It's it a is, brick yeah. to me. It's yeah. a brick, right? Yeah, for it's sure. Way too big. Daniel's is almost twice the goddamn size. That's what she said. Thanks, <laughs> Congrats, buddy. Yeah, congratulations, bud. Congrats. Thanks. Thanks for the vote. Of we we gotta stop fucking the same people <laughs> collectively <laughs> yeah. as a group. I know, like, you know, you start a podcast together. It doesn't mean that we should share spouses, though. Probably, but I mean, hey, why not? It's twenty twenty. We could be progressive. Yeah. So, you know, don't hate. Yeah, don't hate. Don't hate. Uh, pass on your date. Nice. Yeah, pass it on. Surprised that actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's al- it's almost like. Uh, yeah, it's probably not the best idea to to share spouses. Anyway. Absolutely not. But I mean, you know, some people do it successfully, some don't. It um, is twenty twenty, and we're all quarantined, so yeah. And it, you know, twenty years ago, you probably never yeah. hear about this, but I'm sure it was happening. Yeah, this is social distancing, yet the yeah. opposite. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, the yeah. opposite of Schultz, uh, Schroeder Schroeder's distancing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Schroeder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You know, it's strange about. Um, like being, I guess feeling any emotion as a human being, all human beings can relate to this for sure. Trust me. Um, feeling uh, an, an emotion and like tying it to something um, on purpose. So I think nostalgia is a really good example of an emotion where like oh, yeah. you can get addicted yeah. to it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can be addicted to it being sad. You can be addicted to, uh, you know, when you're sm- when you're smashing hookers it can be great and that feeling you could be addicted to it afterwards the person that you become afterwards i don't know i'm not saying on personal experience i'm just saying it's probably happened to some people somewhere at some point so i'm sure you could feel that way but you could be addi- i'm kind of thrown you could be by addicted the phrase to smashing hookers like like i know what you meant yeah yeah i know what you not meant. like abusing hookers obviously unless you're paying for that right yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, the association, especially with nostalgia, I find is like a big one because it's always positive. It right? should be. I mean, it's, for the most I, part, yeah. nobody gets Otherwise, nostalgic and upset. The opposite you know of nostalgia I mean? is PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for There's sure. trauma involved. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like, it, for sure, for sure, the opposite is trauma because like thinking about getting molested as a kid or something as a horrible fucking subject right. would be traumatic. Yeah. Thinking about when you were a kid and you molested someone else maybe could be <laughs> maybe not that specific i mean i you like know. how you've given very i'm little. trying to take i'm trying to flip the 
flip the verse on a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean is like if you were, you know, you could be nostalgic about your being childhood. molested bad, molesting good. Is that what you're saying? Depending on how I mean, you've if you the, change the action, yeah. it makes more sense. If, if you're yeah. molesting yourself as a kid falling versus in a lake, getting molested. Falling in a lake bad. Yeah. Somebody else falling in a lake good. Is that or pushing somebody in a lake? Double good. plus good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good Probably. and good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that also fuels yeah. um like fashion, that feeling of nostalgia. I think totally. that does kind of tie into the fashion a bit. Totally. Yeah. Like, and then, and then, like, it's a thin line, too, between uh, nostalgia and, like, um, getting arrested in development. Yeah. Which is strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really ties into fashion because you'll go to, like, your local Walmart and you'll see a dude that looks like someone that you've seen, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, down to the haircut. The, uh, yep. Still the, clothing, the same. The shoe, The exact same. The yeah. whatever. Yeah. And whatever reason that is. could be nostalgia. It could be these people are, like, they're picking up their tearaway Adidas. And they're fondly smiling Those into them, three and, they're, and they're just like, I know they're worn, I know there's holes in the crotch and yep. ass, but god damn it, these are efficient pantaloons. And they slap those puppies on, and they're ready to rock. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some people might dress that way, like where nostalgia is like their initial thought. Yeah. To like, to. But uh, this goes back to my know. point of not really developing a sense of style outside of high school. I think that's for true. the most part that's got to be true, because. Yeah. I mean, bear in mind, I, I don't think I ever really, but I went to a Catholic school, so I don't really think I wore many jeans. It was just skirts. Uh, yeah. Like it was plaid just skirts. Plaid skirts. And like a dress shirt. And uh, a dress shirt, yeah. Or blouse, as they call it. We, uh, we always used to tie it in the back with a yeah, yeah. hairband, you know? Yeah. Make her breasts look we a little We did bigger. that too in non Catholic schools. Yeah. Yeah. So it was part of the fad, I yeah. suppose. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't remember wearing a lot of that, but I feel I've always really enjoyed things like button ups. I do love a good suit for sure. And if I have half a reason to wear a suit, I'll throw one on. There's something that it obviously does to guys when they wear a suit. That um, could be like placebo effect though. No, but you feel better. You feel like there's an importance to it. Even if it's usually for an event, I think we associate that event with the style and the clothing. So we feel a little better about it. Um, right? Feel yeah. better in it. Yeah. A little more, not really comfortable because it is very uncomfortable in a lot of ways. Yeah, but, like naturally, like sitting yeah. in a suit, like yeah. even if it's like a tailored suit, yeah. is like a weird feeling. And yeah, yeah. If you're if you sweat at all, then there's something that fits too good about a suit, right? Especially a proper suit, yeah. something that is almost too comforting in it that it's uncomfortable. That's interesting. That's an right. interesting. Now, if you look like me, I'd wear a suit every day if I had the opportunity, no problem. Now, if you look at my father, who wore a suit every day, w- does not want to wear a suit anymore. Hmm. You know, he's like retired. He's done, he just doesn't. He's like, I don't need a suit. I'll wear one for weddings and funerals. And that's it. And you know what? If I can get away with having it be the same suit, I'm fine with that, too. Same day. Same, he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same day, same it's, event. It's a wed funeral. Yeah. Yeah. F- Say goodbye to your single self. Now you're getting married. Funeral. Funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Just call it a funeral because yeah. both are. Yeah. Accurate. It's, a, it's a combo of both. <laughs> that would be fun. God damn it. That would be fun. Yeah. Getting a casket. wearing all black. Yeah. It's your wedding day. Yeah. Then everybody marry a tears corpse. It. Yeah. Marry a corpse. You got a funeral right there. I'll be the first to do it if no one else does. You might have to be. You might have to be the sacrificial lamb on this one. All I'm picturing to when uh, we're saying marry a, a corpse is like. In oh be- no no no! Hey, hold juice. on. Hold your hold your thought. There's no we in this. You're on your own. Yeah, I know. When I'm 
<laughs> when we were all debating on who would marry a corpse first, and I said it would be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're a volunteer. I'm picturing like the from Beetlejuice, mm. like when it, mm-hmm. the shrunken head in the yeah, suit yeah, yeah. is all fucked up. Yeah, that's like that's my type, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's your lane. Like, de- like really dead. Like decomposed. Yeah, it's a skeleton. Yeah, like a skeleton that's been crushed well, into dust. At least you know there won't be any arguments. There won't be, and if there was, then. Uh, I'd have a bone to pick with them, probably. So, I'd imagine. <laughs> I'd imagine. I don't know for a sure. Bone to pick with them. I don't have. It. I don't have a lot of experience with that, but you know. Apparently enough. Um, what about uh, video game changes? Because I've been thinking about that since we started this. Yeah. Like I'm always just thinking about video games. To be honest, I'm mm. always just thinking about different games. What's a guy thing? Probably. For sure. yeah, Probably. More more guy than girl, I guess. It's not exclusive. But. Not, not to sidetrack, but this is an important point to justify video game playing for anybody, is that uh, they actually say that there are like measurable um, cognitive advancements yeah. in children that grew a up lot. Yeah, playing video games because uh, hand-eye coordination and problem solving, but yep. it all on advanced levels because you're essentially playing a thing that is developed around those key, uh, I guess, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... or things to learn from whatever you want to there's probably a term for for all that stuff that you learn like tactile things like like how to match a shape to a right an adjacent shape that yeah. it should match with right that kind of stuff but yeah they do actually say that there is like a noticeable yeah. difference in i in remember in function. the 90s and early 2000s there was that whole hoopla about you know, video games are causing violence. It's they the do. violent video games. They yeah, don't. They do. There's my, no proof my, to that. I played Minecraft yeah. with uh, half of the production staff here, and uh, we went on a murder spree after. Yeah, but with you hammers. Didn't, you didn't actually go on a murder spree. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You guys just did it in the game like a couple yeah. of savages. Yeah, but you yeah, got it. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird thing, too, because, like, even the parental advisory sticker or yeah. the, the ESRB rating system was developed because of video games, right? And who started that by the way? The uh It started in like the States. Nitrap. Game, Nitra. No no no, not from gaming, just the, the parental advisory warning. It was an album. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh shit. I feel like it was either like a Metallica. It might have been Metallica. Yeah, it album. might have been Metallica. It might have been Metallica. I think it was. Then it would probably be like Kill 'em All. Yeah. Which is like that's so um aptly titled. It's for them to be the like, uh, first okay. parental advisor warning CD. I think that's what you'd have to look at. Yeah, it might have been Metallica. Actually, it started with Prince. Oh, Prince. Prince. Ah, shit. What album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Darling Nikki. Yeah. Sexually explicit content. Yeah. Bro. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Prince was fucking. What year? What year was that? Do you know? 1985. 85. Glorious. Good year. Yeah, probably. Who knows? We weren't there. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I would have liked to live in 1984. Yeah. As well. Why? Just because I think, like, the correlation between that year and, like, all the literature on that year yep. is interesting. Yeah. And it's very... Oh, you're reading the book. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that book, 1984. I'm not yeah. technically reading it. I'm uh, listening to it. Listening it's an to it. Book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which I think is actually really awesome for people that don't feel like they have the time to read audiobook. Yeah. You know, after you listen to the Gingerly Ignorant podcast, load up 1984 on Audible. <laughs> and, you know, maybe one day we'll have a code for you to get, like, a free book. Wouldn't that be enticing? 
and then you know <laughs> load that shit up right after you listen to our sultry voices tell you about you know specific aspects of your life if you want i will read the book to you i would love to read an audiobook that'd be so great that'd be so cool yeah that'd be an awesome job i feel like it would be kind of taxing though if you oh, wrote yeah. the book oh yeah if you wrote the book it would be strange that would suck sure. but but people probably want that too if if you are like an acclaimed for like stephen king reading his own book i think people might want that maybe have you ever heard him talk if is it like how we're talking it's worse oh shit not okay. much worse i yeah. mean he's a, obviously a great speaker yeah. you know what i was doing yesterday i was reading the the matthew mcconaughey book green lights um and uh, just listening to gospel music, like an uh, um, acoustic gospel music. Kanye's new gospel album? Nope. No? Nope. Just randomized gospel playlist. Couldn't tell you a single song. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell you nothing. Yeah. But it was fantastic to do that. Just nice. a little separate point there. Nice, nice. That's like uh, they say if you listen to classical while you're mm-hmm. doing, like studying. Yeah, it bled into classical yeah. reading that book. But nice. the, the main goal is just listen to some gospel music because I don't listen to gospel at all. Uh, I rarely listen to classical, but yeah, those are like definitely acquired tastes as far as like music. Yeah, for sure. Like that's like, that's and it was a, purely acoustic. Yeah. So can you classify that as classical, or does it have to be gospel? I knew it was gospel because that's what the playlist said. But when I, well, when I think gospel, I think like a lot of that, um, like just before like Johnny Cash, like, yeah, like the yeah, yeah, early, like a lot of. Like a lot of like blues. I was gonna musicians. say more blue gla- bluegrass type of gospel yeah, in a way. Yeah, gospel, but with like you know they're out in the country and shit, yeah. basically. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously that's like one type too, where you, you think gospel too, and you might think like um, maybe more, maybe more Kanye. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, or yeah, more yeah, yeah. or more like Italian church or something, mm-hmm. or so, or something like that, or just a church, like gospel, Southern church, maybe Southern church for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, the best yeah. the best gospel music for sure. Like um yeah, like Southern Church with like um like uh, a bunch of singers and like a like a bunch like of a like, full choir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, specifically like all black women. It's got to be. Yeah. I think Southern get, like, churches the, that have full choirs like that. Yeah. Amazing energy. The songs it doesn't matter that it's religious to me cuz I'm not really religious, but yeah. they're fantastic. Well, it's to like a, it's to. like a style, right? Like yeah. there's like a it's like a genre, yeah, basically. But that, that's a weird way of looking at church music in a way. But like, it is it is a genre, and it does have like an appeal. And a lot of the people that going that are going to church are probably looking for that kind of feeling too, where they're going. Any churches around here? No, not around here. Like, no. uh, like a like a Christian or maybe even a Catholic church in Canada, in Ontario, Canada, is like not. Uh, it feels like a retirement home or like a funeral home. Yeah. More than like, yeah. Like if you went to a gospel church, you'd be like, holy shit. Okay. Like yeah. praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 They, they have energy. There's energy yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, religion's not energetic. At least the ones around here. Any church that I ever went to didn't have exciting music, didn't yeah. have choirs, yeah, none pull, of that. Pull up how many people run in religion huh? across the board. How many people run? How, how much running goes on in religion? Because like they don't do a lot. You know, you know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? They don't, they don't move a lot. Like you go to a lot of churches and they're all just kind of oh, sitting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, there's no laps being done in the church. I'm, fu- I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I'm, wait, there's a statistic? That's the first thing that popped up. When running and religion collide. <laughs> Open that link. You heard it 
here first. It's Come on. No? Oh, okay. okay it's, never mind. it's just You're like fine. a it's a Russian hacker site. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean that's um yeah. Yeah. That uh Well, I was just I was just picturing churches and it's a lot of sitting. Yeah, yeah. And standing and, and kneeling. Like, it's like sitting and giving and like no running. There's not a lot of that's running. True. Unless you're a child in a church, then you're probably running. That's Sunday school running. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we used to do. Which I kind of miss Sunday school in a lot of ways. Not in the sense that I learned anything from it, because I don't think I did. But there was like cookies and punch. And yeah. Yeah. It was great. I, I, got to I run and to, hang with friends. Did you go to like one of these mega churches? I went to one of these. No. Like, I like went to a church that is literally like three blocks from his house. Just oh, right, It was right beside the elementary school I went to. Jeez. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That must have been eventful. Not really. You were there. He was a fetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good he times. wasn't even a, a twinkle in his dad's eye. Yeah. His dad was probably still at the church hanging out. No, he wasn't there. No. No. Yeah, he's with his mom. He's making them. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah! Like, why are we doing this? That's how babies were made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just saying. Do we need to explain the birds and the bees to you right now? <laughs> at, w- at one, point, you look very confused. <laughs> hey, we could. Well, we'll have to save it. I think. I took a class. <laughs> you took a yeah, cl- same. Took a class or two. Lamaze classes don't count. Just throwing that out there, big guy. Community college doesn't count. Uh, it it definitely does. Doesn't. No, it, it kind of does. I mean, it depends on like what you're going for. If general it's anatomy, arts. general arts. Yeah, okay, then it counts. But if it's like general anatomy, general probably, arts you know, does not count. That that's a cop out course. How many people do you know with general arts degree that are successful? Oh, you don't none, not a one. You don't get degrees in general arts. General arts is your your. It's like saying I've got a master's in math. No, Maybe I do. You don't. You specify. You hone in. Oh, There's got to be a major. Fuck. Not just general arts degree. You can go fuck yourself with a general arts degree. I'm sure that's what most employees would say. You learned your primary colors and how to mix them. And you know how to stencil a nose or fingers. Congratulations. Yeah. That's art, bro. Oh, I'm not saying that's art. art. And that's art. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. That's art, bro. I think you'd have to be a little more creative and driven for that to earn a degree. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Are we saying that you can critique art? Yeah, I don't definitely. Know. I don't know about that, bro. Yeah. I don't know about that shit. You definitely can. I don't think that there's room for criticism and creativity. No, it's either right or it's not art. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. I had an I had an art class in yep. uh, grade ten. Yeah. I'd like to point out I failed art class. I got to. Po- I'm gonna point out that I was exempt from art class because I can't draw a fucking stick figure. So go ahead. I, f- I failed our class and yep. then like went on to tattoo people. So I don't know what that means. Um, Which ones did you do yourself? None of the visible ones. Technically. None of these? No. I you got you the, had a professional do those? Yeah. Okay. Fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It looks like lot. I came from jail. No, no, no. They're, they're not but bad. I, I didn't. They're just... Okay, these are... They're on your hands. What do you want? They're not going to stay perfect. Yeah. Those okay. wear immediately. The fact that the ones in, in the top knuckles stay in at all, like, people are like, what? That's surprising, Cause that actually. Doesn't, that doesn't normally happen. But I worked in a kitchen, too, when I got the lower knuckles. So that's... It's like a I bad was idea. Using my hands. I was cutting zucchini every day. And cutting I was a prep cook. Nice. So that's fun. But like Italian restaurant? Uh fusion. 
fusion. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's ha- like a pub. But, yeah. like, we had an Indian guy there that would make butter chicken, and that was on the menu. But only he made it. You know. So if he wasn't there, there's no butter chicken. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was this, it was like butter chicken Tuesdays and Wednesdays only. It's like, yeah, but he's not here today, so... Yeah, so if you order not, your shit out of luck, we might yeah. have someone. Our the pasta fridge. guy's here. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. By the way, yeah. he's also the pasta guy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and so you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You got a barbecue guy? What the hell? Yeah. Appetizers, dude? Yeah. The guy who cuts zucchinis here. You want zucchini? That's what we got. An eggplant bake? Exactly. It's as good as we're going to get today. But like, um, you know, like failing art in school and everything, um, mm. I, I feel like it's almost a rite of passage if you're an artist to like fail art or like I failed music class, like I failed music class yeah. and then went on to like play venues and have music on like the radio and shit, but yeah. failed music. So, class, right. So all joking aside, because I, I, I do, I, I want to go on record to say a general arts degree is bullshit. I, I want to say I that. Agree. Okay. I would agree. But. I will say there is a um, there is a, a necessity for people to fail to truly succeed because the school system doesn't give you the option of free thought. That's the problem. It is structured around a certain criteria to yeah. have you fill that criteria and do it their way. For things that apply any sort of creativity, like your maths, your science, your English, I take English back, your maths and your science, feel free. Be as structured as you want. Those are things that you cannot change in the world. You can improve, but they're usually set in stone. Yeah, it's like They're a, universal languages. There's like solidarity with the topic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like defined but over centuries. But if you centuries. can't finish, you can't like get an A in English because of whatever criteria they've now put you under, that is a hindrance on them. It is not a hindrance on your, your ability to be creative and write. Unless you write like shit or you're boring as shit, fine. But if you're able to have a little bit of freedom, which is what they play, like a freedom of thought on you, especially with like an art class, I would imagine, and you fail that and you know you're good or it's received well or whatever, it's not a freedom of thought place. So screw them. They're not, they're not worth your time because it's built in a structure to only fill one lane. Mm-hmm. Whereas things like art agree. are branched out in a million ways. There's a million lanes for art. I would, right? This yeah. is a form of art. I would agree with that. In a way. Yeah. Uh, but the level of creativity is not... Uh, we couldn't do this in a classroom. No. Which Podcasts are not being looked at in classrooms as much. Maybe at the university level or like... Maybe now. Maybe in, nowadays. Uh, yeah, and a lot of higher, uh, more specific art venues like a, like a Juilliard School of the Arts type of thing. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah. we're not when you're not looking at it at the high school level. You're not looking at it at the college level for the most part. I'm sure there's a, a lane for that in yeah, broadcasting. For sure. for right. Sure. Broadcasting for sure. probably covers it. And, but and now it's probably like very podcast centric. And you're getting like, a communications you know. degree, not an art degree. Yeah. On that and on that note, you're going communications, not art. Yeah. Right. It, Even both, though it is a form, the, these things are both art, but yeah. art is like a very grandiose thing, mm-hmm. uh, like a blanket for a lot of things, and you can really define a lot of things as being artistic, right? Of course, any as producing uh, any aspect of anything is is artistic. Like pr- production for a show like this is is artistic in some yep. way. Production yep. for anything could be viewed that way too. But um, kind of the thing that was in high school was like we we would always have this one art teacher, uh, an old friend of mine that 
I had done podcasts and stuff with back in the past too. We were in a lot of the same classes. So, um, we kind of came up creating all this stuff together and, and seeing like the same, you know, same kind of like environment. And, uh, you know, we would be in art class and, you know, you'd have to present your art. That was always part of a class like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you would go to do that and then the teacher would want to critique you. Yeah. And this specific buddy of mine would say like, you know, I don't believe in critiquing. And it like it got him kicked out of the class, right? Huh. Because like at that point, when you're trying to say you don't want to critique something that shouldn't necessarily have room to be critiqued, anyways, yeah. um, you know, he's basically saying like, "Yeah, I'm 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 gung ho with my view on yeah. that. Fuck your shit." Whereas the teacher had to like choose between, okay, like stay the teaching route where I have to tell them like, "Hey, this isn't within the constraints of the course or whatever," yeah. versus like, uh, "You're right." Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's also the thing too with an adult teaching kids and stuff. It's like, are they going to be able to be um, comfortable enough to admit if a kid has like a, an opinion that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. And in in an artistic uh, venture or like an art classroom, if you can't do that, then you're kind of stomping on the stool, the soul of art. You're yeah, also yeah. stomping on the st- on the stool of <laughs> art too. But you're you're taking the soul of that shit and you're just crushing it. Yep, essentially. Yep. Right. I agree. Which is kind of like and that's due to their lack of freedom on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's weird because like that can you know being a kid in high school you're not gonna think that at all you're not gonna be in that classroom like really free thinking. How many times have you been like, you know, in, uh, you know your age now or in the last five years where you yeah. thought back to a moment in in time. Uh, that French term would be like l'esprit de scalaire, which is like thinking about something that you wanted to do in the past, in the present. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And in high school is a great example, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy that bullied me or whatever should have yeah. fucking stabbed him in the jugular. Right. Didn't. Yeah. Should have. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, wait, case by case basis, obviously. Right. right. But um, that's an interesting thing too because that almost ties into nostalgia in a way because then you're kind of like it kind of bridges into like how your brain is choosing to remember things yeah and kind of like what you're like color coding as nostalgia Uh and then also looking at the past and being like oh i'd rewrite this part uh yeah 100 i'd rewrite this and i'd fantasize about rewriting it and then you do there's a a term and maybe dana can find this there's a term of that uh thinking of something after the fact or playing I think it's two different terms or playing the uh, playing the scenario over your head over and over in your head Maybe we can find there's a term for that's it. like the the French term thing yeah that I heard but I've never yeah. heard a term in English there's an it. English yeah. term for it but the translation would be the staircase feeling yeah 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 where I guess yeah. the assumption would be you've moved up or down and thought of something from one point to another but you've gone a distance without yeah, yeah. implementing the yeah. thought, which is, is weird. weird. It's weird to think it's that way too, right? Probably. It is, yeah. Huh? Hard to find. Yeah, it's a hard thing to even like kind of comprehend in a way. Um, Thinking of an answer after the fact. If I got to grab my phone. Or like walking away from, yeah. walking yeah. away from a conversation and thinking of something that you should have said in the conversation. Yeah. It's probably like a good way of describing it. But, like, it's a relatable feeling. Everybody does feel that way. And it's strange because it's also not something that a lot of people would probably talk to and talk about in depth. 
like in a podcast or anything like that where you'd you'd ever even think about this. I mean, it's a strange. Uh, it's almost like a phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena. You know, phenomenon. Yeah, it's almost like a phenomena, a little bit. Um, it's weird. It's. What do you think? Um, no, it's. Yeah, it, okay, like an example. Would I think be we're like thinking of the same thing, by the way. Pro, I think so. I, yeah, like L apostrophe. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Escalade. Yeah. yeah. This, like the spirit of the staircase. Yeah. Which, in the English, saying it that way sounds weird, but the definition of it would be like, we get in an argument, Yep. and I'm like, I should have fucking called him four eyes, man. Yeah. I should have called him <laughs> yeah. four eyes. I had the fucking chance. It was yeah, right yeah. there. It was... Yeah right there and i didn't i called yeah. him two eyes yeah you know <laughs> and then you're just all day you're like fuck 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 fuck, fuck. should have get after his life yeah yeah, 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 yeah. should have really dug in ah, you know yeah and interesting whatever reason you could feel that way but that's in a way it's like a type of nostalgia i think you could argue yeah but we're not thinking of it positively uh, that's the only difference is in, we usually essence, yeah. we that's usually true. don't uh, associate that feeling with like positive conversation Especially like a shit interview, something, something you wish you had said. Yeah, that's right? true. So Which it's is usually associated negatively. It's similar, right? Like it's a really similar. It's thing more of a trauma because how many times do you think of something like that? Like I, I have memories that I think back to, and I audibly have to go fuck. Yeah, I audibly oh, have yeah. to say it. Yeah, yeah. And I find the same with things like that. If I'm in an argument with somebody, or if I'm having a conversation, I'm like, I should have brought that point up. Yeah, for sure. Should have done that for fuck. sure. Or okay, it'll hit up. you at a later time. You're like, ah, oh, I should have yep. said that. Yeah, yep. so I guess maybe then it would be filed under the, the sweet blanket of trauma. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe, you know, maybe the opposite of nostalgia is trauma as far as, like, oh. the standpoint of, like, yeah. remembering something, right? Trauma, you're remembering it terribly. Nostalgia, yeah. you're remembering it fondly. Right. Right. Interesting. And nostalgia is, like, always tied to, like, typically, like, a happy personal feeling for yeah. places and things yeah right or maybe a feeling for feelings too even because you could yeah you know you could be like oh i yeah. miss when i felt like a, a fucking pimp yeah yeah you yeah now i feel like a dirtbag i used to feel like a pimp though yeah you know? <laughs> and you're like i missed that <laughs> yeah. you know maybe. you missed that time yeah 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 that's true that's true it's strange man and it's like I wonder, like, how much of that you could argue is, like, a learned behavior, too. Because if you took somebody and put them in an environment where it doesn't change a lot, like, what is their nostalgia for? And I say this, too, because I think about it, maybe that, maybe this sounds like an ageist comment or something. Mm -hmm. But I saw, like, uh, like a nostalgia-themed, like, clip on yeah, like, yeah. Instagram or whatever. Yeah. And it was just different, like, cartoons from, like, the early 2000s and, mm -hmm. and all that. Or not early, like, late 2000s or whatever. Yep. And one of the things that showed up like as a nostalgic theme was like the Blu-ray player symbol. Like, yeah. When you put a Blu-ray yeah. in and it like Blu-ray. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Like I have a bunch of Blu-rays. Yeah. So I'm old now, which is weird yeah. for Blu-rays. But it's the same thing. Like the comparison of that to our period of time was VHS players. Right. Like these kids are nostalgic for, I say these kids with all due respect. These kids are nostalgic for like, um, like a Blu-ray screen yeah but they don't even know what it was like to put tape over like the input output thing on a on a yeah, physical yeah. vhs yeah, and like yeah. rewind it with a pen or know? a pencil yeah or a pencil. get your number two out yeah spin it you know and even yeah. that you know number twos are they around or anymore? even your finger yeah even yeah number twos finger. are still around yeah 
And Cassettes were the pencil. The feeling of yeah. putting your finger into a VHS. Oh yeah. And turning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a very particular feeling yeah. that I think eventually people aren't going to know what we're talking about. I, they don't now. Which is strange. I'm telling you that right now. They it's have no idea. It's strange, and the future scares me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. What do you think the future is going to hold in ten years? Where, where's the, what's the cassette tape of the future? What's dying out immediately? I know we've already covered cable, uh, DVDs, and CDs are, they're gone, obviously. What is what do you think's next? Okay, I don't we'll like. Kind of have to I don't wrap like, it up on that yeah, point. I, think, I don't. But. I don't like this. But maybe the future could be. You know, we're losing data storage. Mm. So, like the SSD that's in this, or like the thumb drives and stuff that you have in your computer right now, maybe they just stop existing and everything goes just cloud. And we 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 were kind of already there though, right? I know, and that's why I don't like this. I don't like this at all because I like owning a thing. There's a tangibleness to it. I like being able to go. I'm gonna use this off the grid. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But you you can't do anything right now with being off the grid. I mean, you really can't. I can I can use my computer. Sure. Without the internet, and I can I can do creative stuff with it. But you're already on the grid. That's the problem. So yeah, look at like like it it needed to work because of the grid. Yeah, yeah. Like the stuff that's on here wouldn't exist without the grid. Exactly. Right. So my mother, like five years ago, four years ago, maybe less, just got Facebook. She has been off the grid as far as a digital footprint, aside from one email that's never been her name, never. She's never gone on a site and bought anything online. She's never registered for any sort of online anything. She does the census, and that's it. Like, nothing. She has signed up for jack shit for the 35 years that emails have been around. That sounds nice. That's insane. Sounds comfortable. Like, it makes no sense to me that she even got on it because it's, it's pointless. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. I mean, you know, she's older now, so it's like, I just want to see the grandkids or whatever the hell she says. Yeah, yeah. It's usually grandkids for the grandparents. Or, you know, get in touch with family distance. Yeah, for sure. Some people only have a Facebook for some reason. Right, exactly. That's her. That's her. She only has a Facebook. And she goes on it maybe three times a week, four times a week. Self-control. For 10 minutes on her phone and done. Back to solitaire. Serious self-control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that, it blows my mind that you can stay off the grid that long. She's in her sixties now. She's mm-hmm. got no clue, yeah, about what the hell Instagram is, well, Snapchat. It's, it's a Twitter. concentrated version of of our childhoods where you know the grid was just forming. Yeah. Well, for them, yeah. the grid was just like a concept. Yeah, but they still kind of know it, right? Credit cards, yeah. mortgages, all this. Yeah, stuff. those. I things, mean, the true off the grid. Yeah, yeah. That is what it was then. Here, off yeah, the yeah. grid to us, especially us, is getting. Our, like she'd be turning her phones off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you could say, you could say like credit cards were the, like the precursor to PayPal, mm-hmm. you know, like, 100%. like everything kind of like geared up for where we are now. And it's only getting crazier and crazier, right? A thousand episodes from now, I'm going to look like T2000 and you're going to be a floating head in a jar. Right? I can't wait. But with like interchangeable bodies too. So you pick what you want to be every like day. Like a hologram body? Yeah, totally. If you deal? want. They are mechanical. Or full hologram. mechanic. I'll go full mechanic. Yeah. Whatever. Nice. I'm excited that, for it. That's, oddly enough, probably, you know. More realistic. Yeah. And that's, that's the, like, the, the overall trajectory of, like, all of this. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the amount of, uh, I invest in a few things. Yeah. And prosthetics is one of them. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it touches on AI a bit, depending on yeah. who it is. There's a few, but. 
and eventually it could be voluntary prosthetics, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's that's where we really start bridging the gap. Like, yeah, biomechanics is not something to mess around with. So, man. Yeah. Okay. On that being said, I think that, uh, you know, the future is much like the future of this podcast, and we're going to have to really just stay tuned and yeah, see how it wait. advances <laughs> and how it grows <laughs> and all the software updates yeah. that we'll see in the future, you know? All right. I think that's a good note. Eh? Yeah, sounds right. good to me. I gotta take a piss anyway. All right. Let's get out of here. Time to piss. Yep. Yeah.